part of extraction of surplus value does entail, you know, rationalized production. And that tends to be what is alluded to when people use the term efficiency in contemporary uh, mainstream economic discourse. They talk about efficient markets and uh, the efficiency of capitalism as, as though that's what it means, is that it is a very efficient at rationalizing production. But uh, the efficiency at um, uh, extracting surplus value is also entails, you know, alienation of uh, workers from their labor. It also entails maximization of external externalized costs. Uh, but capitalist markets also entail an inefficiency on the level of society in that it's they're unplanned and anarchic. So um, on all those grounds, a socialist uh, economy, or at least one that, um, or an, a planned economy anyway, uh, overcomes the inefficiency of unplanned markets, and it also uh, overcomes the problem of uh, externalization, maximization, and additionally, a, a, an economy that is in the hands of working people, uh, that empowers working people, uh, overcomes the uh, inefficiency of inefficiently using human life and creativity. So a related problem uh, with this question of efficiency and being understood as, you know, what's going to uh, allow us for the most basically free time possible. Another issue, and what made me think about this is what Jason said earlier about how like the goal is to allow people to just live their private lives, you know, as much as they possibly can. It's like, I think that's an element of truth in that, but also another part of what socialism needs to accomplish, I think, is a completely different relationship with work and labor. Uh, so it's not just like we have to do this thing that's, I mean, it is going to be that. I think it's going to be like we have to do this thing that's unpleasant <laughs> uh, sometimes, um, maybe a lot of the time, especially at first, so that we can have more time, you know, for to develop our human capacities and just live freely. But also, uh, you know, in terms of developing a different relationship with work, it's not just a different economic relationship, which obviously is primary, but I don't know, a different affective or emotional like relationship with work too is something that should be envisioned. And I don't know if it warrants its own principle or plank in the transitional program or something like that. Um, but like it has to be, I think, part of how we envision like a replacement of capitalism is like, how do we like on a subjective level experience work differently. And I think the, the, the Connolly piece talked about that actually quite beautifully. Or was it Connolly? It was a, I meant to say Canon, not Connolly. Right. Well, so one thing on the, on the, our, our developing a different conception of our relationship to work is like there, there is a, you know, there's something to these workplaces that exist today where like, you know, you have a, a basic modicum of socialization that's part of it with like, a, you know, you have a lot of workplaces now that are like, oh, on Fridays, there's just like they put out a couple bottles of wine and there's like a, something on tap. But especially in a lot of these um, co-working spaces, you know, of course, everyone everyone has the experience of the of the pizza party in lieu of a pay raise, you know, companies like Apple have. Uh, childcare facilities, I think they do. Um, and they, I know they have like laundry facilities and barbershops at work and all of these uh, sort of external life things that are brought into the workplace. And I think we rightly look at that and say, um, why not just give us more time to deal with those things at home, right? Um, but I do think that there is something to the workplace as a center of organizing social life that is appears to be possible, 
and somewhat on display in the way that even the worst society is able to at least hint at. Like you could imagine um, whatever your work facility or whatever your workplace is, you can imagine like organizing, you know, clubs out of it, organizing, you know, uh, for sure having daycare attached to the workplace as just a, just a basic need for people who go to work, even though we'll be working shorter hours and all the rest of it. But there, there does. I do think that there's something worth, you know, thinking through and experimenting with um, the workplace as as the not just a place you go to work and then leave, but you know, it's also the place where you know you organize a lot of the rest of your social life, including you know, like where you could vote in elections, uh, where you might you might have like an assembly hall attached to the workplace, where the workplace is the is the literally and figuratively like the symbol of power in society where you go in and you work there. And because you work there, you also have, you know, social connections. You also have uh, the way of meeting a lot of your personal needs. And you also have uh, like, that's the place where you gather to do the participating. So that way, you know, when you're not at work, you actually are back at home in your community, doing the things that you do with your time uh, that you're trying to, we're trying to win back for ourselves. And a lot of the things like, laundry, childcare, getting a haircut or whatever are all associated with that. You know, we don't have like a set of errands to go and do and patronize a business, you know, in our free time or whatever, but that we actually think of the workplaces much more generally productive in our lives than just simply the production of things.